What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels from the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast. For three skeptics who want to believe in the supernatural, interview people about their real hauntings that they experienced firsthand. So if you're the kind of person that needs year-round real hauntings or just a touch of spooky in your life, make sure you check out the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast. Everywhere podcasts are downloaded. Keep it spooky, y'all. In the tradition of radio classics, here in Tales of the Night are the stories, horrors, and legends that inhabit the streets of Mexico and Iberoamerica. The darkness of the most successful and acclaimed horror podcast across all categories in Latin America looms over you. Now in English, Tales of the Night. Tune in now. But be warned, because in the silence of the dark, you might just become the next protagonist of Tales of the Night. Listen to Tales of the Night wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to Scary Mystery Surprise. Where we talk about creepy things that surprised us around the internet. I'm Edwin. I'm Michelle. Are we ready? We gotta get ready. We gotta warm up. I'm ready. I already did my my, uh, voice warm-ups. That was a thing that I learned at Inquirer. What the? Yeah, and the doing alarm sounds and everything, and like uh, oh, like ah, oh, see, I can't reach that limit. I'm gonna just do. Oh, I meant sirens, not alarms. So that's my fault. That's on me. You're right. It is your fault. But anyway, so Michelle, I feel like I always I said this last time, but this is such an interesting topic to me. Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. It's here. It's going to hope it's it would stay the whole year. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Tell me everything. So the Day of the Dead is a holiday that's celebrated in early November, usually the first couple of days. It comes from Mexico. So this is where it's mostly celebrated now. For those who have traveled and they live in New York or Texas, L.A. and other places in the U.S., it basically went with everybody. So now you see parades and you see all these celebrations of the same thing, just kind of like tequila. It flowed with people. Dia de los Muertos also has a more like solemn tone, you know, remembrance and supposed to be kind of like a happy thing. Like it's not meant to be a sad, oh no, like funeral. No, it's supposed to be like you're happy, you're joyful, you're celebrating, dancing, like you're doing a joyful thing. And like I said, some people celebrate it differently than others. So Don't expect to go party when you get invited to one of these events. Family and friends, they gather and they go to each other's houses and they have a good time and they celebrate the life of the person who has died. You're going to notice all these colorful statues and colorful skeletons dressed up, flowers everywhere. It's probably as Mexican as it gets. It's really cool. And also families, whenever they're celebrating this, they built altars inside of the house and they put food all over the place and these are literally just like tables decorated with cloth and flowers and candles and pictures of those who have passed it goes deeper into if it was a a dead child they bring along toys and presents and all these really cool things if they're adults let's say they're an older person a grandparent or something they bring atole which is like this it's a hot drink imagine coffee but thicker thickened with some type of flour or corn flour or something like that. I don't know how I feel about what you've just said. You should try it. Michelle, you know what? 
when we try it, we're going to have to do this on like an Instagram live or something. Yeah. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I mean... Uh, it's it's so different, I, and I'm so surprised when it, people... Is there caffeine in it? No, there's no caffeine in it. I mean, there... Okay. Oh, there's no caffeine. Okay. It's not a, a coffee drink. It's not a... Then I'm in. I'll try it. You're not going to see it at Starbucks. Well, well, you never know. You never know. Oh, this is so political. Just kidding. You're not political. It's cultural... <laughs> uh, appropriate... Theft. Yeah, cultural theft. <laughs> uh, yeah, when it ends up at Starbucks... Something weird has happened. Poor pumpkins. That happened to them. You're right. Poor pumpkins. <laughs> they just were replacing headless guys' heads, and now... They're a drink. Now they're a drink, and they have to spice everything. It's just what a life they've been reduced to. <laughs> we got to stand up for those pumpkins. <laughs> Not cool. Not cool. But yeah, it goes along with the pan de muerto, which is the bread of the dead. Sugar skulls. Have you ever eaten one of those candy skulls? <laughs> I don't think you're... I mean, I bit, like, I bit a part of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, but, like, are you supposed to? I, like, I think I licked one, and I was like, I I can't eat this. Like, I... No, de- depending on if they made it with, like, Sharpies, like, they decorated it, I don't <laughs> think you should eat it. This one didn't have Sharpies. Plus, it was handled by... A lot of people, you know. It was in my hotel room. It was to celebrate Day of the Dead. I was like, do I eat this? That question has, like, popped up so often with things. If it was small and it looks like candy, then I guess. But, I mean, I'd be worried just because when I see the actual skulls, like, they're decorated to look like a certain thing or with certain colors. And usually they go into contests. And and there's, like, glitter stuck on them sometimes. They bedazzle them. So it's like there's glue. (laughs) <laughs> but it's sugar, and they're, like, leaving it for you to eat, but you're not going to eat glue. So what do I do? You should have asked. You should have asked, Michelle. I feel terrible. Call the front desk and ask. <laughs> Hi. Uh, what do I do with this candy skull? Um, I tried to eat it, but uh, there's, like, glue on it. Uh, did I do it right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that. <laughs> okay, this this get baby cry right here. Okay. Something that I found is that the spirit of the festivity has a lot of things in common with a European tradition called Danse Macabre. Danse Macabre. Danse Macabre. Yep. So that's also the same thing, like where they have allegories of life and death. I don't know if you've heard of this, but you know those people that they paint their faces and they look like an actual skeleton and then they dress up in flowers, hats and everything. They're called Catrinas, like Calavera Catrina. And then you dress up as a Catherine, which is the male version of it. You dress up as like a... Imagine like the mariachi suit. You walk around like that. and Or you can just be dressed up in like a very formal suit and tie type of thing with a skeleton face and everything. And you're called a Catherine. But yeah, it's always the same thing. It's a celebration, people dancing, people dress up. And it's just, it's an overall, it's a good time. So people throughout the whole year 
they actually plan out Dia de los Muertos. What I found really interesting was this, this one specific thing, right? It just said, there's a three-day period where families clean and decorate the graves. And they visit the cemeteries where their family members or friends are. And that's where they decorate the graves themselves and build these altars. They're called altares. Probably spelled the same way in English and Spanish. But they include the marigold now. Sometimes it's called Flor de Muerto because of it. It's been associated with the Day of the Dead, and now it's called the Flower of the Dead. By the way, this is from a Wikipedia article on the flowers, where it says that the flowers attract souls of the dead to the offerings. So then they see the flower, they go towards the flower, and then they see the offerings. And it's also believed that the bright petals, with the ones that smell really strongly, can guide the souls from cemeteries to the family home. I do have one question. Uh-huh. What do they do with all the food and all the flowers after the celebration? Does it just go in I, the trash? I'm pretty sure they eat the good stuff. I've heard that spirits, when spirits eat food, you're not supposed to eat it anymore once it's Ooh. been an offering. So that's why I'm a, I'm like, oh. And because I, I never even thought of that because I know that. If they were just leave it to rot, that's messed up. It seems weird to just throw it in the trash, too. What is done with the food when Dia de los Muertos is over? Mm-hmm. It says, from this guy who's a Mexican, currently in Mexico, answers. Okay, good. Authentic. He's, he says, you can eat the stuff that doesn't go bad. Okay. The food and the offering is not really thought of as given to the dead but prepared so they can come for a visit, have a good time, and then go back to where they came from. It's like a banquet prepared for guests. It's just like one can eat the leftovers. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. That's a really nice answer. I'm solid with that. Like, Because the idea of throwing away a bunch of food made me sad. Yeah. And, you know, there's this comment here from this guy who moved to Mexico from Seattle. <laughs> Let's just see his answer to see. Let's see what he says. <laughs> My Mexican friend who was raised in the culture of the Day of the Dead. Okay. Tell me <laughs> that the food has no flavor as the dead have taken it. Oh, interesting it's, answer. Okay, that's interesting. Then it says, I suspect no alcohol goes to waste, though. Mm, okay. Well, I'm glad his friend told him that. <laughs> As, Michelle, as, Michelle, that's Michelle's friend. Look, just because they're from Seattle doesn't mean I know them. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so a small rude. Town. It's so rude to just assume that all people from Seattle know other people from Seattle. You don't. So, rude <laughs> so anyway, the story of Mexico's traditions have this amazing combination of European and indigenous identity to them. And like I said earlier, there's a lot of debate all the time. And I had to, like, really filter articles here. And um, they're trying to get Mexico to have its own identity and then lean more towards the indigenous aspect to it. But the truth is that it's a combination. It's just a mix of everything. I mean, Dia de los Muertos is based a lot on European tradition, and that's true from what I read. Though there are a lot of arguments about it. And we're not going to argue today, Michelle. I I mean, we just got to take a break from arguing, you know? Yeah, I just want to hear the story. Okay. So, I say we get more into more of the, the creepy stuff that surrounds Mexico and some of these figures that are seen in the altars, right? So, one of them is La Santa Muerte, which means 
Holy Death, or if you want the literal, literal translation, it's Saint Death, Santa Muerte. And I want to emphasize that it's La Santa Muerte, which is like a female version of it, like La Santa Muerte. Um, and if you want to say it that way, it's kind of like the personification of death itself. So, Is it that one figure that is dressed like the Virgin Mary, but with a skull face? Yes. Is that the one? Okay. And it's that like skeletal being with a robe and kind of like what we see the Grim Reaper to be, sort of. But it's not a dead person. In fact, some people worship it for protection, for job security, if you're sick. It's not uncommon to go somewhere and then they have an altar for, you know, La Santa Muerte and flowers on it and candles on it and people are just like whatever about it just like oh it's like it's a saint it's a figure of a saint and that's it um but it has been in a lot of ghost stories because it is kind of it's a creepy looking thing when you see people like carrying it in a procession or something it's a little it's a little disconcerting i kind of get where your mom is like maybe not for me yeah when i see it i'm like ooh, creepy stuff but really it's supposed to be like a saint Funny story, I actually, for my birthday back in 2015 or 2014, I don't remember anymore, I was in Peru at the time, and one of the the people from the hostel was like, she was one of the workers there, she's like, hey, I want to take you somewhere for your birthday. And I was like, okay, and then we went through the streets of this, you know, this big city, this this Cusco, but it's like this really well-known touristy city, and it's awesome and I always want to go back there we went through these streets and zigzagged through everywhere and then we ended up at this door and she did like somebody peeked through a little door a little window on it closed it opened the door we went in and then we see this I want to be respectful about it but it's this mummified baby huh and it was like in this altar and people were just silent all around it. And there was this lady in the front selling candles. And they gave me one and I was like, okay. So then they lit it and we were just standing there. And the whole time, by the way, I get no explanation to what this is. Weird birthday surprise. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say, I mean, like, um, really weird birthday surprise. Yeah, and I was like, I liked it. It, it was like, it, it was interesting after, but the time I'm just confused, I'm like... Is everyone to sing happy birthday or what's the deal here? Like, what's going on? The weirdest surprise party you could ever be at. It was like, so imagine they just turn around, ha, surprise. Happy birthday. But, you know, it turns out the story of it was they try to keep this away from the Catholic Church. So it's supposed to be the secretive thing. Oh. Supposedly that thing has granted miracles to the people of the city. People would go there and, you know, they would say thank you, pay their respects, give money to it, give whatever to it, try to support that thing. And I think they might have moved this to different places. I don't know, because they try to keep it secret from the church. So I guess it's it's just one of those things that I. this is why I like. this. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So I left the good story for that, you know, because it was like, wow. But anyway. Well, she got you a good story for your birthday. That's nice. She got you a good story. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, that was nice of her to do. Now it's nice of her as opposed to like when you were in it and it's like, yeah. oh, uh, is this what you think I'd like? Or Happy birthday to you. <laughs> really creepy. 
But fitting, fitting. It makes sense with me. I mean, also, you know, that story could have gone the other way where I'm like, oh, and this is where Edward says his kidneys got stolen. <laughs> like, this is, this is how that happened. Okay. Just a person I met at a hostel wanted to show me something for my birthday, and I... Woke up in a hospital. Not even a hospital. <laughs> in the back of a car. Oh, yeah, woke up in the back of a car, and, uh, you know, I was bleeding, but, you know, whatever. But anyway, some of these stories that come with that, you know, they're they're interesting to me because of that tradition, but they're creepy at the same time. Some of these, they, they do have their set of ghost stories. There's people that are saying, you know, they're driving out in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, the car breaks down, and they're left with no one around to help, and they end up waiting on the side of the road by themselves. And then suddenly, they see La Muerte, which is this, like a death thing. And it's coming toward them. And, you know, this is a sure way to, like, pee your pants on the spot. Imagine that. Like, and usually you hear these from drunk people, you know, going home after, after, you know, coming back from the bar or whatever. It appears and then it freaks them out. And it's just one of those one of those types of tales. So this is why, like, there's this whole history behind it where there's the traditional stuff, there's the political stuff, and then there's the the creepy, oh, this is a ghost type of thing. So it has one of those other kind of Bloody Mary situations here where it's just all these things. Yeah, it's got a bunch of levels. Yeah, levels to it. But this is probably a good place to take a break. Ooh, cool. All right. The other creature here, not a creature, but like another thing, um, is La Llorona, which... It's pronounced Llorona like yo, like yo. There's a ton, a ton of stories about La Llorona, but like I said, it, it appears a lot, this image La Llorona on Dia de los Muertos, which, I mean, it's, it's starting to turn into like this creepy thing about it. And I think it's because it's a ghost figure thing that appears. We're going to get into that into like a whole full on, you know, episode, but... Just to keep it short here. Yeah, you keep teasing it. You keep teasing it, and then, you know, you'll have to do a full episode at some point. I will. La Llorona has a bunch of origins, and people have claimed to hear her, but primarily, all these stories have a river, and in different regions, it varies into, you know, she's just walking down these old streets. Really, it's tied more into, like, the original story that I know and that I heard, and it's pretty intense. In one of the versions... This is a woman that drowned her children after getting pissed off at her husband, who may or may not have been cheating on her. We have no proof. But then she changed her mind after, I think she killed him too, maybe. And now she roams along the shore of a river, forever mourning her children, feeling terrible for doing such a thing. I think it comes down to a story of more of, you know, guilt and sadness and tragedy. Yeah, I think regret, yeah. too. Which, I mean, is super scary. Yeah, and and universal. So it's pretty clear why that story keeps getting retold over and over again and adapted to whatever you need it to say. Yeah, and, you know, there's also um, all these YouTube videos that pop up. Oh, here's La Llorona, I hear her. And you could hear, because literally La Llorona means the crier, like, or the crying, it doesn't say the crying woman, it's La Llorona means like you can call, let's say your kid's just crying all the time, you could just say, hey, Llorona, shut up, you know, because it's, it's the crier, it's a person who cries, and it's the, the female version of it, Llorona. You know, it, it, it suits her well, I mean, she just cries, and you can, they say that you can hear her, and it's this, 
I miss you. Which means, oh, my children. Oh, Haunting, that would echoey. be, so, oh, that'd be yeah. so scary to hear. Yeah, my cousin says she heard it. And, you know, when she was visiting one of those uh, areas in a different region in Mexico further south. And she was creeped out. She said, uh, I mean, it could have been somebody playing around you know, as a thing. But the guard of the area said that, yeah, you know. We hear her too. Like we hear noises and we don't know where they're coming from. And we look around and there's no one there. And so, But there's a ton of these stories, like I said. Right. So is it real? I don't know. Maybe we make it real because we believe in it. All of these dark lore topics come up during Dia de los Muertos. And there's a lot to it. This is not to talk down on Halloween or anything. But compared to Dia de los Muertos, like it has this level of awesome that I like. Sorry, Halloween. You're still cool. You know I love it, right? <laughs> But come on. Here in L.A., at least, it's like the same thing every year, right? Oh, yeah. Right? You just like, go, you get drunk in your sexy costume, and that's it yeah. in West Hollywood. Or at least <laughs> to a certain age demographic, that's all you do for hell. You just go to a yeah. bar, get drunk in your costume, and that's it. And that's it, yeah. So you end up seeing a bunch of... Sexy nurses' costumes, people just walking down the street. One time I was the sexy log lady from Twin Peaks. I was trying to do all these sexy, unsexy costumes. <laughs> so one year I was the log lady, and then the next year I, I did a Charlie Brown. I tried to do a sexy Charlie Brown. <laughs> so you just sexify things? And... Yeah, that was the point. I don't know what tangent I was on. And then I stopped dressing up. And then life got substantially easier when I didn't have to think of theme costumes. For my friends, I know it's the same thing. It's just, okay, so a new scary movie comes out, so you have to go watch it. Then you go to Universal Studios Horror Nights or whatever. You dress up, and then you go trick-or-treating and are told neighbor after neighbor that you're too old and to get your life together. And, yeah, I hate it when that happens. You know, I had this idea for Halloween recently, and instead of going around for Halloween with little kids and stuff, like, why don't we dress up our dogs And go around the neighborhood. Oh, my God. And That would be genius. Right? Why aren't we doing that? Exactly. People like, love that. Dog treats, candy, and your dog gets to walk. Dog Halloween. And make friends, probably. I don't know, depending on what kind of dog you have. Oh, yeah. They'd love making... I mean, Robbie <laughs> going around in the neighborhood, he loves everybody. It would be an excuse for him to go up to every... And if everyone gave him a treat, he would do that every day for the rest of his life. Just an idea, because all I see is little kids, and I'm like, oh, come on. So... Nothing against kids. You know, I love telling kids stories and I love hanging around them and they're funny and they actually believe the stories that I tell. So it makes it really cool. I don't know. I think something's going on there. It's supposed to be a children's holiday, but soon, like, the children, a.k.a. millennials, <laughs> we grew up and are now taking over Disneyland and we want trick-or-treating and we want that stuff. The other day, Michelle, I actually saw a sign at the McDonald's drive-thru when I was getting a breakfast sandwich and it said... We are all out of adult Happy Meals. Sorry for the inconvenience. And I was like... Adult Happy yeah. Meals? And I was like... So, of course, like, I'm waiting in the drive-thru, right? So, I'm like... I pulled out my phone and I just voiced it. And I thought I was going to get it wrong because it's like it didn't make sense. Adult Happy Meals. Plus, I was afraid of what the results were going to be because, you know, adult in there. But it turns out that these were a thing. And 
of course, we ruined it. Of course. Because they started trading the toys for like, enormous amounts of money. Of course. You know, they're trying to like use these as like NFTs or some, I don't oh know. Oh my God. Not that I was pro Happy Meal. Well, I heard the buckets were back. You know, those Halloween buckets? Oh yeah. I heard those were back this year. So that's why I'm cool. sure there was a big nostalgia push for the witch, the ghost, and the pumpkin buckets. <laughs> that's why McDonald's was doing it. Because once I found out that McDonald's was trying to get the... Millennial people, the, you know, Gen Zs are not that... <laughs> Gen Zs you know. are not into McDonald's buckets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess it worked. I, what I saw was just a normal burger. A big old drink. Like extra large. American size, for those of you who are listening outside the U.S. But <laughs> I forgot they call it that. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, if you need to drink like two gallons of soda, it's called American size. <laughs> But anyway, Halloween kind of grew up. I feel like millennials really want that thing. You don't want to stick with it. So, yeah, I do have friends that want to dress up and go trick-or-treating just for the heck of it, even though they're not supposed to, because I guess there's some unwritten rule that you can. Well, it's creepy when adults come to your door at night dressed in costumes. What is this, the purge? (laughs) Now, I appreciate that my neighbors and I all have an unspoken agreement where we just turn off all the lights on our street to make sure no <laughs> trick-or-treaters come down here <laughs> i don't know how we always we never talk about it but just somehow we all turn out the lights nobody gets candy there's no decorations out no children come down here that's hilarious i thought you were gonna say you just to make it extra creepy and no it's just like <laughs> oh no no, no, You no. have a bonfire. <laughs> le- rituals. No, no, we legit keep kids out of here. Also, our street doesn't have any street lights. You know, it only helps to make it even darker. So it's like kids miss our street. There's a bunch of kid-friendly streets on either side. But our street, we make it particularly uninviting. <laughs> Menacing, even. <laughs> That's awesome. And that concludes the Day of the Dead. Obviously, it's a short summary. And so I highly, highly recommend if you're interested in looking up any of this stuff, make sure you check your sources. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Because there are a lot of people making things up or leaning onto one side. This is all, you know, a European holiday and it's not Mexican and all these things. And then there's the other side that say this is an indigenous thing. And I doubt that it is. Just my opinion on it. Um, But there are people that study this and... They make really solid arguments. That's all I got. Obviously, if you know of any any other Mexican legends that are really, really big and, and around this Dia de los Muertos topic, I want to learn about it personally, so uh, send it to me. Oh, yeah. Email us. That'd be great. Please. Hello at scarymysterysurprise.com. Um, also in the description of the episode. And Oh, yeah. And be sure to review. We need some more like juicy reviews about stuff you like. Oh, yeah, that's right. Michelle and I, like, can I, I'm going to say it, Michelle. We kind of, like, read every, sing, every single review. Yeah, we read everything. And, you know, the show's so new. <laughs> we want to hear what you like and what's resonating with you. So just let us know. I want to know. I want to know. Leave five stars, please. Five stars. What are we talking about next week, Edwin? I don't know. I think it'll be a surprise. Okay. Anyway, bye, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya.